This episode is brought to you by The Route. Have you heard about The Route Beauty? It's a clean, medical-grade skincare brand founded by a nurse and her best friend. Both are beauty industry experts and working moms in their 50s who wanted to address all the reason the skin ages in as few products as possible. All formulas are designed to work in harmony with your skin's circadian rhythm and are backed by science, road-tested by experts, and proven to work. The route works its magic by using award-winning, clinically proven ingredients that deliver transformative results. I love the entire line, but their Instagram famous party peel is one of my favorites. It's an invisible oxygenating peel, meaning it won't actually make you peel, that bubbles on contact so you can literally watch the ingredients work their magic to give you smooth, glowing, party-ready skin, and it's gold. Speaking of gold, the golden rule is also a game changer. It's a next generation retinoid gentle enough to be used every day. Retinoids are one of the best ways to teach your skin how to act young again, but they can make your skin super sensitive. In fact, some people can't tolerate them at all. That's why the golden rule is the perfect solution. And we love it. I could go on, but why don't you check out the line and let us know what you think? They are offering 25% off just for our amazing listeners. So head on over to the routebeauty.com and enter courageous 25 at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. Welcome to courageous wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French, and this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained 50-pound weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Courageous Wellness. We have a great episode with the founders of Volley Tequila Seltzer. And I learned so much in this conversation about the alcohol beverage industry, the canning process. Like it was so interesting to just learn about the alcohol beverage industry, the the adult beverage industry. I learned so much about even non-alcoholic canned beverages. Like this conversation was just such a fun one and such a wealth of information. So we're going to get to it in a second and, um, we can't wait for you to hear it, but first we're going to share, um, some updates, our weekly updates, what's going on with us. Um, so Allie, how has your week been? What's going on with you? It's been good. Um, yeah, it's been a really busy week actually, but, um, it's funny. I was thinking about Bali as we, as we lead into this, uh, episode release, because I took my first pickleball lesson and <laughs> it was really fun. My husband and I took one and, um, yeah, it, I had never played before. He, he has members of his family that are like pro, um, and super into it. And, and we touched on it. I don't know if we, I think yeah, we I did think we talk about touch it, on it a yeah, bit in the episode, in the episode. With these guys where like they got the name volley from, and they're both into pickleball rocket sports. And there's just like a really kind of fun essence to that, um, to that name, to that word. (laughs) And so I was thinking about them when I was playing, you know, she takes one lesson and then she's pro (laughs) that's, that's me this week, but yeah, it was really fun. And I have to say just from like, we always weigh in on kind of what's new in our own wellness and our own routines. What I really enjoyed about it 
was getting some fun exercise mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it, it, when you're doing something that's a game, it's like, doesn't feel like working out, but you're sore after, and it's the best kind of sore. And it's like, I didn't grow up. I shouldn't say I didn't grow up playing sports. I did, you know, I played soccer like every kid or whatever, but I, um, and I danced, but I didn't do a ton of, I, I was more in the arts. I didn't do a ton of like, um, athletic and sort of like group sport activities where you have a team and a game and those kinds of things. There's aspects to that. And, um, it's just really fun and it's fun Mm -hmm. to get exercise and do something that's really great for your health, but also really fun for your mind. Yeah. It's so funny. You're mentioning that because part of my like I go on a walk every day and part of my walking route includes, I I pass like an elementary school. Mm -hmm. And when I was walking the other day, I saw all the kids outside playing, right? Like they were just playing and running around. And I had that thought about like how exercise is so fun when it's play, right? Like it doesn't have to just be like working out. It can just be play like pickleball or using your body in a fun way. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's real. It's just funny. Cause I literally had that thought when I was like passing an elementary school on my walk and I was like, huh, like they're having so much fun running around and just playing. Right. right. So, and I think really the thing I loved about dance for those years that I did it was that, um, it uses the mind in a way it really is like a physical activity, but that really engages the mind the whole time. So you're not always thinking about, um, maybe this, the strain on the body in any way where it's like, if you're sorry, but if I'm on, you know, a treadmill, that's kind of all I'm thinking about, you know? So it's like, it's really, it kind of reframes it and it uses your mind. And it's the same thing. It's like when you're trying to have some hand-eye coordination and hit a ball, there's something so like intellectually engaging about that. That's really, really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, I just thought about these guys, the, the volley team, because they, you, you'll listen in the episode. They share with us how they, they got their name. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So what about you? What's going on? It's new in your world, new in my world. Well, we just got, I know we both just got, so my update is I got my next round of base testing and yes, for anybody did. who isn't familiar, um, base is one of the sponsors of this podcast. They're an amazing company. It's a blood work and, or you can choose blood work or saliva kits where they test everything from diet, stress, energy, hormones, um, so that you can get, you know, information at your fingertips to help advocate for your own health and wellness. And they give you suggestions with the test results on their app and you do it in as many rounds as you want. Um, but you know, we did our first round and we got our results. Allie and I both did, um, stress and sex hormones Mm -hmm. and, then they give you your results. They give you suggestions. And now we're on our second testing. So I'm doing that this week. I'm doing my second saliva test and I'm really excited about it. So, um, it's super easy and the price point is very accessible, I think compared to a lot of other kind of at home testing. So definitely check it out. We have the link in our show notes. We do. And the code is CW podcast. Um, you get a discount. And speaking of codes, if you listen to our episode last week, um, I think it was last week, right? With a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, Amrit Sadna Boyd, um, the untamed herbalist. Um, and you listen to our intro where we talked all about coffee and our love of coffee, but also our obsession with her beauty nectar, um, I know the response has been so great and so many people were asking about her beauty nectar. So we are so happy because she has offered our listeners a code to try her beauty nectar. So that code is courageous 15 to save 15%. So if you listen to that conversation and you were curious or you want to try her delicious herbal blend, that's good for everybody and tastes really yummy and is such a fun ritual, you can use the code courageous 15 at checkout at the untamed herbalist.com. So, and the ingredients in her beauty nectar powder that go great in coffee lattes, those types of things, um, are so luxurious. So it it does make you feel very kind of beautiful and it supports actually collagen production and things like that. Yeah. So definitely taste, uh, try it, taste it. Um, it's very delicious as well with some warming spices in it. 
Yep. So, but that being said, we have like a really great episode this week. So we should we get to it? Let's, let's get into it. So today on the podcast, we have the husband and wife team, Chris Worth and Camila Soriano, the founders of Volley Tequila Seltzer. After having his own craft mixer business for years and being inspired by Camila, who loved tequila, Chris found that switching to a quality tequila and soda drink helped him to avoid hangovers and lethargy. He got so fascinated by tequila that he became certified by the Mexican government CRT to learn the manufacturing process. From there, Volley was born. The duo saw a need for some quality hard seltzers in the beverage space, as most are made from alcohol derived from sugar and full of natural flavors with no need for or commitment to transparency. Chris and Camila decided to make a seltzer with 100% blue agave tequila from the highlands of Jalisco, no added flavors, just some fresh organic juice and zero grams of added sugar. On this episode, they shed light on some questionable practices within the beverage industry and why ingredients matter, especially when choosing an alcoholic beverage. From time to time, I do really enjoy a drink. And I have to say that Volley is the only canned hard seltzer brand that tastes vastly different to me um, from the others. And it actually tastes real and fresh and uh, like I'm drinking the ingredients that they say I am. And I feel no kind of yucky side effects after drinking them. That being said, if discussion of alcohol isn't in support of your best mental, emotional, or physical health, please tune back in next week for our next episode. And for those of you listening, enjoy this week's episode. This episode is brought to you by Ned. Let's talk about CBD. The CBD market feels really saturated these days, doesn't it? It seems like you can get it at any coffee shop or grocery store, and many CBD brands actually source their hemp from industrial hemp farms in China. The brand that we love, and more importantly, the brand that we trust is Ned. Ned produces some of the highest quality CBD available in the world, and Erica and I only partner with brands that we ourselves use. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process all right there on their website. Ned is also USDA certified organic with all products extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Peonia, Colorado. How's that for knowing exactly where your CBD comes from? We have both been longtime users of Ned. I rely on the full spectrum hemp oil to help with anxiety and the hormone balance blend has been a game changer as I transitioned off of birth control. And today we want to talk about Ned's new product, which has been in development for over a year, the de-stress blend. I've gone through two bottles since it's come out and I could not be more obsessed with the benefits and the effects. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp, and check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. Ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health, a key player in your mental health. And cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Also, Ned's quality speaks for itself. The products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field like Dr. Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on this podcast. If you'd like to give Ned a try, Courageous Wellness listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code CWPODCAST. Visit helloned.com slash CWPODCAST to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash CWPODCAST to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. You can also find a link in our show notes. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market, Seed. 
Whether you are a Patreon member in our nutrition community or a regular listener of the podcast, you know that Allie and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using seed for months and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am now devoted to taking seed every morning before food and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic, is vegan and gluten-free, and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes. In addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, Seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet, which is pretty important. Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community. If you would like to order Seed Daily Symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use Courageous15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes or the link tree on Instagram. Welcome, Chris and Camila. We're really happy to have you here today and to chat with you both. Um, Erica and I have been uh, definitely becoming fans of Volley, which is the company that you are the founders of. But before we get into that and the work that you do, can you share with our guests a little bit about your backgrounds and maybe how it led you to each other or to the founding of Volley, however you'd like to share, but we'd love to hear a little bit about your personal journeys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks a lot for having us on, Allie and Erica. A um, little bit of background from our end. I, would you like to start, Camila? Sure. Um, mine's, mine's not, maybe not as exciting as Chris's. Chris has been an entrepreneur for a long time. Um, I started off um, my career in the banking industry. Um, I graduated college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I actually went to cooking school. Um, I love to cook, thought I wanted to be a chef. It didn't work out, it didn't work out. Um, so I, I left and I went into banking. I wanted to learn something totally different, do something I had never done before. Definitely was a learning curve. Um, Chris and I met through mutual friends in New York City. We were living in New York City and we met through a mutual friend. And so we started dating. Um, and a few years into my banking career, I decided to leave. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I was doing sales in New York. It's just a tough world. Uh, so I left and I started helping him um, on a venture that he had started out of college, um, which he can go into. And then we can go into the volley world after that. That's a good intro. Um, <laughs> so I started a, a brand called American Cocktail Company. It's a craft mixer brand. It uh, started out of my, my home kitchen, and uh, I was working in Washington, D.C. at a small hotel called The Jefferson. Uh, it's a beautiful little boutique hotel, a uh, really great bar and restaurant there. And there was an Italian mixologist named Massimiliano who's from Italy, and he had designed the whole bar program. And I tried the drinks and thought, you know, these are amazing. They're really bright and vibrant and have fresh ingredients in them. And I thought, you know, th this is so much different than what I'm used to having. Like it's, it's 10 times beyond what, what I'm making. Uh, not that I was much of a bartender, mixologist. I, I didn't have good uh, drink making skills beyond some jungle juice or something. Uh, and so he came up with some recipes. Uh, I figured out the rest and the idea was to make it easier for people at home to make a high quality cocktail without having to do all the uh, prep work themselves. So uh, we started super small, just bottling everything ourselves at home, blending, chopping, uh, infusing. And we, we actually started working with some really high-end restaurants in New York. So we were supplying Daniel Baloud's restaurant, Danielle. So you know, a 
three Michelin star and uh, Danny Meyer's restaurant uh, called The Modern and several others. And, and you know, word started to spread in, in the restaurant world. And we then got into Whole Foods and, and started to grow it just, uh, you know, brick by brick. It was never a like funded business. It was very, very bootstrap operation, but that really allowed us to learn, learn a lot about every step and uh, definitely uh, made, made a few mistakes here and there that, that were big learning curves. Um, but in doing that, we, we got pretty good at making products. So we, we eventually started doing lots of private label and managing production locations. But uh, in doing that, we realized, so Camila started helping and, and then came on full time and was, it was a, a team effort. And we realized that we weren't really uh, consuming these craft cocktails anymore. So back in, I'd say, 2018, we said, we're, we're making this product. Yes, people are really enjoying it, but we're not really the consumer anymore because uh, we tend to have tequila, sparkling water, and, and a squeeze of juice. So when, when we'd go to a bar, that's what we'd, we'd find ourselves having. And that was really because... You know, you feel much better the next day as long as you're having some some good 100% agave tequila. You you feel much better, and there there's a lot of uh, you know, background to that. A lot of, a lot of science behind tequila manufacturing process and and what's going into it, and that's also why you're seeing this huge growth in tequila right now and over the past few years. Um, so we said, oh, one of these seltzers must be exactly that. You know, these, these uh, seltzers that are popping out, White Claw. All the others, they they must be clean because that's kind of the what the the premise is like. It's an alternative to to beer and cocktails. And we looked, and first it was shocking that you you actually don't need to list ingredients on alcoholic products, um, so you don't find them. And if you do, so if if for some of them they do list ingredients, you'll see fermented cane sugar as the alcohol base, and natural flavors as the flavor component, and that's pretty much across every seltzer. So whether someone likes one or not, it's really just a different mix of, of flavors in there. Um, and there's a lot of, a uh, lot goes into those two words, which we can expand upon. But we said that's that's pretty disappointing. You know, people are buying these because they think they're the cleaner alternative, yet it's pretty much a beer dressed up in a different way uh, and, and sold that way. And it's that wasn't what we were looking for. So we said, there doesn't seem to be that that thing we're looking for in this RTD space. So let's make our own. And we uh, we got started. And Camila was was uh, she's the more uh, what's more prudent of the two of us. So so she was like, are we sure we want to do that? Do we, we we've got this going on. And we we jumped in though. We said let's 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 make a product for ourselves and, and something that we think other people are really going to like and focus on transparency uh, and quality. And that's what Volley is all about. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for sharing that. I know there's so much that we're both going to want to unpack and talk about. And um, we really love your product. We're really big fans of Volley. And I think we mentioned right before we started um, recording that, you know, I never felt very good when I would drink like a canned cocktail beverage. And it is so interesting, as you mentioned, because I'm sure a lot of our audience, you know, they, they turn to these like hundred calorie canned cocktails, as you mentioned, thinking it was seemingly a healthier alternative, but, um, I think a lot of people have the same experience as Ali and I, where it's like, you end up with like a really bad headache and you just don't feel good. And that actually led Ali and I both to like kind of exploring, like you mentioned, like, what are these ingredients that are actually in a hundred calorie can? And, and it's so interesting because Ali and I are also both, um, integrative nutrition health coaches. And we've, um, really dived deeper into like health and nutrition research ourselves, and I feel like canned cocktails, like the hundred calorie ones that are so, um, part of the zeitgeist now, they're almost like the hundred calorie packs of the nineties that we now know are so horrible for us, right? Like they do more harm than, than so true. Yeah. Or good, yeah. Right. I was like, as you're talking, I'm like, wow, it really is this, like, you think it's a healthy alternative, 
but it isn't. And so it was very cool for us when we were introduced to your company and to your brand and to your commitment to creating, like you said, just something that is convenient and actually, you know, quote, good for you. You know, alcohol is a different, everybody has their own definition of is alcohol good for me, but if you are consuming alcohol and want to enjoy it, I think it, it is like, it's, it's good. This is the, the best you could get you yeah. know, for you in that space. Sure. So I just think that's really cool. But as you were talking, I was like, wow, like it's, it is so true that so many people turn to these canned beverages thinking they're making a healthy choice and, and they could actually, in fact, they are potentially harming their health, um, long-term without even realizing it. And that's just yeah. so sad to me, um, in food and beverage in general now that, so many people are tricked into thinking they're making healthy choices that hurt their health. Can I ask you guys a question? I think this would be a good place to start because you mentioned tequila and it's funny because when I started wanting to enjoy a mixed drink that wasn't full of sugar or wasn't going to make me feel really kind of yucky the next day, um, I started drinking tequila sodas with some lime or lemon or, you know, splash of citrus of some kind. Um, But that's easier to make when, well, you're at home or you have to go to a bar and sometimes like the price point gets pretty high depending on the tequila and, you know, et cetera. So this sort of, um, convenience of these and the craze of the seltzer, the spiked seltzers, right. That are happening, um, goes along with that as Erica was saying, but as you mentioned earlier, most of them use some sort of like either sugar-based alcohol or grain alcohol or whatever. I don't even know how they're made, but they're not like a recognizable spirit (laughs) that we would buy in a bottle. So can we talk a little bit about tequila um, versus these other types of alcohols that are being used in these seltzer drinks? And then also I'd like to, yeah, go a little bit more into tequila in general, because I've found too for myself that if I choose, um, a certain quality tequila over perhaps a different spirit. I also have a different response and, um, feel less sleepy and things like that. So I would love you to break down a little bit about tequila for us. Yeah. Love to go into that. Uh, shall I take that one, Camila? Yeah. You're the Chris went to, when I was in my banking job, Chris was like, well, you know, I'm going to a tequila class held by the Mexican government to be certified in tequila. I'm like, great. Well, I'll be trading. So. <laughs> um, so yeah. So tequila is considered uh, the, the cleanest uh, alcohol. Obviously, like you said, alcohol is never going to be a, a healthy thing. It's all to one's own judgment, but uh, there's lots of things about it that are, are positive versus others. So uh, first it's naturally gluten-free. It doesn't, it, it comes from fruit. So it avoids any wheat or barley. Um, an important differentiation, like you said, uh, different ones you'll feel differently uh, depending on which one you consume. So there, the big difference is mixto tequila and 100% agave tequila. So 100% agave tequila is what you want to look for. Whatever brand, you know, that's just a preference of, of how they uh, age it or distill it. But you really want to make sure it says 100% agave because that's a trademark term and it's it's highly regulated. So that means you're getting the good stuff, which is purely distilled from 100% agave uh, versus mixto tequila, which only needs to be 51% uh, distillate from blue agave. So 49% comes from alternative sugars, which are often high fructose corn syrup. So if you think about it, that's, that is a, a very big reason why people don't feel so good when they have mixed out tequila. Uh, and the other part of it is that it contains much less uh, congeners. It's, uh, it's something that's inside. It comes in the fermentation process that uh, many other spirits in red wine have, uh, which are a big part of the, the hangover. So uh, also it doesn't spike your blood sugar. So um, alcohol or tequila coming from 100% agave, uh, it's the, the sugars are not digestible in the same way that uh, sugars from other spirits will spike your, your blood sugar. So a couple of reasons why 
100% agave tequila is, is the one to look for and, and really the, the spirit of choice, especially right now with you know, people being more conscious and educated about uh, what they're putting in their body. But there is one thing to call out is that uh, even if it's 100% agave tequila, there is a new movement, which is the additive-free tequila movement. So you can add tiny little bits of flavor to your batch of tequila as long as it's less than 1% of the volume. And if you think about it, uh, technology, food technology has gotten so advanced that you can do a lot with 1% of liquid because uh, some of these sweeteners are 5,000 times stronger than sugar. So uh, all you need is a couple drops and you can turn a batch into the perfectly vanilla note of, uh, from the aged barrels, even though that, that never happened. Um, and you'll notice that on some, some well-known brands, you'll, you'll smell it and you'll be like, wow, this is like, this is real, this is a very strong vanilla note, overwhelming vanilla note. Um, and that's because that's, that's not from the real thing. So if you look up additive-free tequila, it's a new movement that is within 100% agave, but further reduce it. And there's only about 65 brands that are uh, additive-free as part of that movement. And we're, we're very proud because we're, we're part of that movement. Yeah, that's really, um, gosh, I feel like I'm learning so much <laughs> listening to you both talk, but it is, it's, it blew my mind when I first started learning to about alcohol in general. And I think, um, you know, even like, I love a glass of wine and, and learning that, like, again, like you said, you don't have to put anything on the label. It's not, um, there's, there's no like ingredients list. And I, I discovered like people are putting shrimp shells and like red wine. And I was like, wow, this is, this is really, um, eye opening. And so I think again, like something, something we've talked about, I think for, for such a long time, Ali is like finding brands and people that you really trust is, um, really important because yeah, like you, we just don't know. And so again, your commitment to giving your, your customers, this really clean, um, product that they can feel safe consuming, I think is, is, is truly incredible. It really is. And it tastes so Thank good. You. It's like, you don't need the extra stuff because it does no, taste right? so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's re real ingredients are good, good as is. Yeah. But what's funny is that we actually tried to be even more transparent and we weren't allowed to be, which, which drove me nuts, but that's a battle I will fight another day. <laughs> yeah. That's well, interesting. Can. can you talk a little bit about the fact that, um, you know, alcohol brands, um, in general are not required to, to share the ingredients and, um, and then maybe talk a little bit about, we've mentioned a couple of times now, this natural flavors thing. And I've heard so many different conflicting sort of opinions about that in this space, because I think there's such a wide range of what it could be. Um, so can you share, uh, with our listeners a little bit about that, that whole thing, the labeling component and the natural flavors aspect of labels? Yeah. So, um, liquor is governed by the TTB, um, not by, um, the FDA. So it's a completely different part of the government and the labor label approval process is, is very different. So they, um, they do not require any ingredients um, to be put on the bottle. And they actually, I, th I think we were one of the only people like brands that put a nutrition panel on our, on our products, um, which is what I was kind of alluding to earlier. We created a nutrition panel, like every other nutrition panel that we see on food. Um, it includes sugar, carbs, you know, everything that is typically on there. Um, we were asked to remove sugar from our nutrition panel and said that we could not have it on there. And we had to replace it with protein. <laughs> and I was like, but you know, there's no protein in this drink. Like, how does that make sense? They said, you cannot mention sugar in the panel on alcoholic beverages. All you can say is no sugar added under the panel, which is what most of these, and what we say on our on our um, can. So there's something going on there. Um, I don't know what, but it's frustrating because of course the product has sugar. We use real fruit and real fruit has sugar. <laughs> if your product does not have any sugar, 
like, how is it sweet? I mean, you must like, you have to question that, you know, like why is a mango or pineapple drink sweet if there's no sugar in it? Because there is sugar in fruit. Um, and so that was very frustrating and, and it's, it, it's just the laws and it's the way that it is. Um, but, but yeah, Chris, do you have anything to add there? No, I think it's, it's shocking that in, in the you know, 2022, there's this whole massive industry that actually has secrecy still, still tied to it, you know, very strong secrecy where you can't tell the consumer what is in it, even if you want to. Um, it's, it's amazing. We, we thought it was shocking and, and something that we wanted to, to expose and you know, do our part in building transparency. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's our yeah. answer yeah. to that, I think. And then for natural flavors, I mean, that's just like a whole other headache. Um, so I read this book called The Dorito Effect. I don't know if you guys have read it, but it is so fascinating. It's about a Dorito. Like, why is a Dorito orange? Why does it all look the same, taste the same? It's so consistent. It's just, it, you know, lots of food it is, but it, everyone knows what a Dorito tastes like. Um, and it's because of this thing called natural flavors. And so there's artificial flavors and there's natural flavors. Both are made in the lab. Um, artificial flavors are made with artificial ingredients and natural flavors are made with ingredients that come from the natural world. That can mean anything from the zest of a lime to, I don't know, dirt to uh, goo from a beaver's butt. So literally the range is, is there. Um, there can be a hundred ingredients, up to a hundred ingredients in each natural flavor. So grapefruit natural flavor can have up to hundred ingredients in it. One of those ingredients can be sugar. So when they tell you that there's no sugar added, that is where the sweetener is coming from. Um, so they hide that. They can, they can hide all of that information in those two words, natural flavors, um, which is just crazy to me. <laughs> you should know if you're consuming sugar um, or you should know you're consuming in general. Um, well, the, and so the, 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 sorry to tell you up, one, one of the most uh, new technology things at the food labs are called sweetness modifiers. So uh, that's the, the big gold mine for them because you know, there's nothing that's been found that can recreate the satiation that that sugar does for a human so that's a you know, it's that's the holy grail is how, how do you recreate sugar without first using the word sugar because that's a that's taboo and you don't want uh pretty much just to say because it because it, it's no consumer wants sugar um so these sweetness modifiers have recreated the the impact of sugar on your palate yet they don't have the uh, sugar has a lot, I think it's like 20 calories per gram of sugar, something like that. Um, and so there's no, no calories tied to it or, or extremely small calorie count tied to it. So that's how you're getting those, those sweet taste profiles that are satisfying to everybody, yet they're somehow zero calorie drinks or like extremely low calorie drinks. Um, and it's the, the beauty of the sweetness modifier. Wow. And it shows up on a label as a natural flavor. That's fascinating. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's like, I'm even thinking about ingredients on food or food products that, um, I think there's 50 something, 51, uh, different words for sugar, basically, when you're looking yeah. at an, an ingredients list that, you know, on, on a product that is required to list the ingredients, unlike alcohol. Um, so it can be so sneaky in that way where, and, you know, we're not here to demonize food. We, we don't have that philosophy at all, but I'm the kind of person, and this is what I say to the people, you know, our audience and, and who the clients that we work with, I want to know, like, if I'm going to consume sugar, I want to like, enjoy that cookie that I'm going to choose. Yeah. I don't want my salad dressing to be full of it. Right. If right. I, I want to make conscious choices of when I'm, you know, going for it versus when I think I'm making something that support, like a decision that's supporting my health, but in fact, it's potentially like consuming three cookies instead of the one I want, you know? So, um, I think it's that sort of lack of transparency, uh, that is that sneaky sort of insidious aspect of our food and beverage industries. And, um, but I appreciate the work that you guys do 
with wanting to even be more transparent than you're even allowed to be, you know, and, and just bringing awareness about that, because I think once people start to understand that this is how this works, sometimes they can be their own detectives and it doesn't have to be a 20, like, it doesn't have to be a, a nonstop thought, but just having an awareness about it can really help everybody, um, you know, if people are trying to make empowered choices for themselves, but are sort of being undermined in that process without even knowing that can be a really frustrating, um, cycle, I think. And so just hearing the way you speak about it as, as creators of this product, I think is really, um, opening and enlightening yeah. even for us, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's a big, uh, it, it starts very small, but it's a big movement and effort that that's needed to make a change because yeah. it's a really powerful uh, industry out there. It's a $40 yeah. billion dollar industry making these flavors. And, and it makes sense. If you look at, you know, why they're doing it, it's, it makes a lot of sense. The, the reason it exists is for consistency and cost. So you know, using real ingredients and fresh fruits or vegetables, creates a variable. It's very hard for your product uh, in this batch to be the same as the batch in you know next year. You know, just like when you, you know, the wine makers, it's very hard to recreate the exact same profile the next year, um, unless you're using these flavors, because that, that allows you to get the same exact color, same exact acidity, same ex- exact uh, shelf stability uh, year after year. And the cost is also going to be exactly the same. You don't need to worry about you know, spike in the cost of limes or, or something subject to, to, uh, nature. You, you're, yeah. you've got it under control and you're going to be pumping profits and, uh, you've used data to focus group what, what the profile that the person likes is. And, and it's, yeah, it's a shame because it's, you know, a lot of things are going in that direction where there, there's a lot of data behind this and, and it's driving production and, just purpose being profits instead of nutrition uh, driving it. This episode is brought to you by BASE. Ever wanted to figure out why you are feeling sluggish or bloated or what's really up with your stress levels or why you never feel truly rested? With BASE at-home blood work kits, a simple finger prick or saliva sample makes it easy to find out the answers to common health concerns. Whether you know which tests you want to get started with or you need some guidance, BASE's proprietary assessment quiz makes it easy to begin your health journey empowered with an understanding of your own body. Members can measure, understand, and improve their health levels related to the five most common areas of health concerns, diet, stress, energy, sleep, and sex drive. The result of your hormone, vitamin, or nutrient tests are delivered to you through BASE's app and come with personalized recommendations, including lifestyle changes, supplement suggestions, and more. We both had the opportunity to try base and we love having the information at our fingertips and really recommend it as a resource. You know, we are huge proponents of advocating for your own health and base gives you a baseline information about yourself just to make it easier. Pricing starts at $59.95 per month or quarterly, or you can start with base complete, which are eight tests up front for $450. We are happy to be able to offer our listeners 20% off with the code CW Podcast. To get started, take the base quiz, which will give you a recommendation for a personalized testing plan. Visit get-base.com slash CW podcast to receive 20% off with code CW podcast at checkout. You can also find the direct link to the quiz in our show notes. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Milk and Honey. I have been using their baking soda free deodorant exclusively for over two years. This gentle aluminum free baking soda free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. When I decided that I wanted to make the switch to a clean aluminum free deodorant, I tried so many different brands and each and every time I was plagued with red itchy bumps under my arms on top of feeling not confident at all that I did not smell. 
Milk and honey not only never once gave me those pesky red bumps, but also passed the smell test, even after an intense spin and hit class. It truly is the best and comes in two scents, lavender tea tree and lemon vanilla. And for our local to Los Angeles listeners, Milk and Honey has the most amazing spa that just opened in Brentwood in West LA after being the go-to spa with multiple locations in Texas for so long. They offer facials, body treatments, massages, and so much more at their beautiful new space. I recently had a massage at the Brentwood location and it was a lovely experience. We are so happy that Milk and Honey Spas are now in LA. And of course, their online boutique is just the best if you aren't local. Milk and Honey is a line of non-toxic, effective, and safe bath, body, and skincare products made in small batches in Austin, Texas. They source ingredients as hyper-clean as possible, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. Milk and Honey is a female-founded and funded brand, and in addition to clean deodorant, they also carry non-toxic bath, body, and skincare products like hydration creams, cleansers, soaps, body polish, and lots more that will make you feel nourished inside and out. Their online boutique also offers clean beauty products from top brands, including Osea Malibu, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, and more. If you want to try Milk and Honey, you can receive 15% off your order by visiting milkandhoney.com and using the code CWPODCAST, one word, at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. Yeah, no. And I think, you know, I think food, the food category, I know there's like, I, we, I know we have an international audience, but you know, we're all in the United States here and we have so many things that we have to tackle as a country, but I do think food is the next like forefront of what we're going to have to, um, talk about and transform and change because it, it does, right. It blows your mind that these like natural flavors and this like Franken food is cheaper than like an apple or a lime, right. That is like natural and should be accessible to every single person. Right. And in our foods and not food products. And, and I'm glad we're having this conversation too, because I think education is so important because there is so much that's like out of our control, right? Like if we decide to go eat at a restaurant or, you know, go some like, but it's frustrating when you think something in your control, you're making those right choices as we keep saying, and you don't realize what are in those natural flavors or in these products that are impacting our health. And so you've touched on this and you've mentioned it, but right. It is a lot harder to use real ingredients in your product. So can you talk to us about like what that process has been like for you to create volley with right? Like real juice as opposed to these natural flavors and how you're able to do that and just what that process has been like for you. So yeah, we can all learn. Yeah, absolutely. I I spend a good amount of time on the supply chain and first the the recipes, Camila and I, uh, we did make them at home. So we we came up with every recipe because we had built a good amount of experience in making our mixers and we'd make everything at home. We had all the tools to measure all the acidity and exact details for each thing. Um, so we just did that with this since, hey, making a, a mixer is way more ingredients than than what we have in Bali. So it's literally just water, tequila, and, and organic juice. Um, but we we know that it's not going to be the same uh, every batch. So we're, we're actually okay with that because we're not promising anyone, you know, I'll, I'll promise that the, the recipe is the same, but it's not going to be exactly the same, but we, we can say it's going to be light. It's going to be refreshing. It's going to be the same clean drink that it is, uh, from day one, but can't, can't say that the, the lime is going to taste the same, uh, from this batch to the other. So there, there's room for, uh, variability when for us, uh, in our brand, because it, it is really about the real ingredients. Um, and part of that is also you need to flip the can because they're, that's so different from how you consume any other canned beverage. You know, you, you never would grab a soda or a beer or any other canned beverage and actually flip it. That would, that would be weird. But when you think about a juice in the juice aisle, you always would shake it or, or mix it up because you see the settlement. So for us, because it's a can, you don't, you don't see the settlement, but if it were clear, you, you would see a settlement. And because there's that flip, it'll taste different anyway, because 
I don't know how much one person flips versus the other person. So it's kind of a ritual tied, tied to the brand. But there's some, uh, in the production process, we do uh, a, a sensitive uh, pasteurization process. So we, we do use some heat to, to make the product shelf stable. Um, but we make sure there's no additives, no preservatives, nothing nothing being added in there that no one knows about. So uh, just the, those the three juice that we, yeah, the juice that we buy is basically like as if you squeeze a lime, froze it, and then we defrost it and stick it in the can. So it's it's really there's nothing there. It's not a concentrate, um, which is why we you can yeah. make it in your kitchen. I mean, it's <laughs> we built a freezer. We we realized that. Uh, the only way to have all of our ingredients ready to go when we needed to produce is to actually build a huge freezer. So there's a Costco size freezer at our production site that we made in, in Mexico. And we bring all the juices from, you know, from Rio Grande, Texas, from Peru, from Mexico, all over. Uh, they all come there and they sit there deep frozen uh, until the day that they're produced. So then they thaw out and go straight into the camp. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's fun to get an inside kind of look at what not only, you know, what it's like to, to make a beverage, but to be entrepreneurs and to go into this sort of space where you have to manufacture something, um, and have a certain amount of consistency, but, but I love the idea that you don't, it doesn't have to be like the Dorito effect. Right. And then, and in a way it really would mirror making one at home. Exactly. It, it takes, it just puts the convenience factor in it for you. And, yeah. or if you're at, you know, uh, a party or, you know, a gathering instead of making each individual one, it's something that you can go ahead and grab and have the convenience of, um, of the canned drink, but have the freshness. It definitely, I have to say this and obviously Erica and I, you know, we're not, um, like affiliated with you guys at all, but we are honest in our own opinions about, things that we get to try and, um, and even, and even sponsors that we do work with, we like have a commitment to, we actually have to like the products, use the products, mm-hmm. but this is just something as people who have gotten to taste, um, volley and sample it. I actually notice a really big difference between this. And I've tried pretty much all of the seltzer drinks. I would say most of them at this point. Um, I don't think, I think like Budweiser has one now. I haven't tried that, but I've tried the majority of the main ones on the, on the market. And, um, I actually, way before I was introduced to you guys, I stopped buying them and drinking them because I started, um, and I'm not a big drinker, but even just one, I felt like it was a little chemically and I just didn't feel great after. So, um, but I don't feel that way with volley and it tastes better. Like it's just a more, it tastes like you're drinking real, you know, a real drink because you are. And, um, it's, it's really surprising. I think sometimes we forget that if we get accustomed to drinking something that's, um, a little bit more, I don't know if process the right is the right word, but has more of the sort of natural flavors or, um, additives, I think we can normalize it, but then when you actually compare it, it's night and day, you get like, it's a sip is, it's an immediate difference. And so, um, it was, it was really exciting. And, and my household enjoys them too. My partner, I, I haven't been drinking the last couple of weeks. I just sort of like, you know, in the new year, uh, decided to take a, a break and, um, I heard, I heard a, like a, a can snap last night. And then I, I was like, Hmm, I know what's going on down there. <laughs> and it was a volley because he loves that. That's, awesome. yeah. <laughs> That's funny that you say that about the ingredients because, uh, mango is actually the most shock. When I see people taste the mango, they're like, this is mango. Like, yeah, this is a real blended mango. This is what it tastes like. It's It's not that like overly processed, super sweet, like mango actually has a savory note to it. And, and people are shocked, but it's, it's interesting. (laughs) Can you share, um, your flavors with us just so that our listeners, if they haven't tried, know, know what you offer. Yeah, Yeah, we have a, a spicy ginger. Um, 
It's a cold pressed ginger. We do add a little bit of lime to it to, um, to add some acidity to stabilize the product. Um, we have a, a sharp grapefruit. It's a ruby red grapefruit from Texas. Um, we have a tropical mango. Uh, it's the Atulfo mango from Mexico with a little bit of lime as well. Um, and then we have a zesty lime, which are from Mexico as well, the limes. Do do they expire since it's like real ingredients? Because I don't know if alcohol really expires, right? So like how long from like purchase should you be drinking your volley? Yeah, we've managed to get a pretty pretty long shelf life. So, uh, well, if once you open it, then you, you'll <laughs> want to drink it back. But uh, from when it's made as a two-year shelf life. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. My, my husband does not drink. He's like never been a drinker. He just stopped after college. So, um, I was going to say like the cans are really nice because I, I like why I've been a wine drinker is just cause it's easy, right? Like open a bottle of wine, have a glass, but I've never been like cocktails at home. Cause I'm just like, I'm not going to drink cocktails alone at home. So I love going to like Allie's or my friends who like make cocktails because Allie's actually really good at making cocktails. And um, it's always so fun. But that's what I love for like people who maybe live alone or have partners or roommates who don't drink. Um, It is like I love tequila. Tequila is also my like cocktail base of choice. And so it's just, it's really nice. I just wanted to say that too, because it's just thank you. like nice to have. And um. Yeah. I'm also curious too. So you guys are partnered in more ways than one. Um, so what has that process been like, right? Like working, you know, together and yeah, just how has that process been for both of you? What do you think, Camila? <laughs> you don't want to take this? No, okay. Um, I mean, it. we, when I left my job at, in banking, the you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but our goal was, you know, of course our relationship came first. Um, we just figured out that we work really well together. We're, it's a good balance between us. Um, it's, it is a bit tough now. We, we, I mean, we're, we're both working at home. Um, we, we work a lot <laughs> and sometimes we need to take a break and we don't know when to, to take that break. So finding the balance is, is, is not that easy. Um, but it, I'm, I mean, I feel lucky. Like there are some days where I just, you know, I'm tired and I'm just like, I, I can't, I don't, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to look at my email. And Chris is like, no, you got to get up. Like, let's go and, and get, gets me motivated. So I feel lucky to have that, um, as well. So Chris is moving to an office next month though. <laughs> that being <Thank> said, <laughs> yeah. Well, we have another baby coming, so he's got to oh. he's got to go. When, <laughs> Congratulations! When when are you due? Uh, in three weeks. Wow! So then, when this episode airs, there baby, will be a new baby. Baby will be here. <laughs> um, what are your astrological signs? This is becoming a question I ask on every podcast now, Ali. Which I'm is so very. Sorry. I said to her, I was but, like, "This is becoming the most Los Angeles question you ask for everybody." <laughs> so I'm just curious because you're partnered, and and I'm I'm into that I stuff. I love it. No, me too. And I actually look at the Chinese zodiac too. Um, uh, I'm a Pisces, and Chris is a Scorpio. Ooh, you both are water signs. Both very, water signs, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Okay, so yeah, total compatibility. You vibe with each other. And you're having a little Pisces then too, right? Oh I'm my so, gosh. He, he or she, I think it's a he, um, is due a day after my birthday. So wow. hopefully oh, we share that. So everyone listening is going to go like have to stalk both of you now and like find out the reveal, you know, it'll be, it'll or be maybe, maybe we'll know by the time yeah, we'll, our, we'll the intro. put it in our intro. We'll give you a yeah. congratulations. <laughs> everyone will already have heard in the future. How is podcasting is so strange that way. Um, <laughs> quick question. Cause I was just thinking, Oh, you have a little volley baby. How did you come up with the name volley? What was the origin of that? Yeah, the name Volley, you know, we, we were brainstorming what what's what's gonna be the, the right fit for this. We knew what the concept of what we were building was, and we actually came up with our company name first. So the, the company name is Wholesome Spirits. And we were brainstorming what's the, the brand itself gonna be. Um, and we we are big uh, fans of tennis sports, you know, our racket sports like squash, tennis, uh, starting to dabble in some pickleball. Do, you, do either of you play pickleball? I don't, but my um, partner, his uh, stepmom is like 
the national champion in her age range. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when you get, so, her, when you get her some product, get her some <laughs> yeah. sponsorship. I'm sure she would actually, I should introduce her to Bali because I'm sure she would love it. Um, yeah. So that, like that side of his family, uh, is really big into racket sports as well. Okay. She was, she was a, a professional tennis player for many years. And then I think in the last so many, even decades or whatever, it, wow. she moved to pickleball. So yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that was this, uh, tangent on, on racket sports and how that was part of our, our brainstorming. And we wanted this word to, uh, evoke energy, uh, something you can do with someone else, something that you can do any time of day and also something that's fun. Um, and that's, that's how we landed on volley. And, and we liked volley because it's also about the feeling of not dropping the ball. So when you drink volley, you're, you're not dropping the ball in terms of what, what you're consuming. You know, usually when you consume a canned beverage, you're making some sacrifice. Like it, it's not going to be as good as if you made the thing at home. Um, but in this case, it is actually extremely good tequila, you know, top 30 distillery in Mexico, non-additive, no additive tequila. It's organic juice, not from concentrate and sparkling water. So it's, it's really about doing what's best for you, your friends, and also having some fun with it. That's great. I love, I love, um, just learning the origin of how, how folks like go through the creative process to, to find their brand names. And is there anything else you guys, are you working on more flavors? Is there anything you see like long-term for, for volley, more product, different, different branches in the beverage world? Yeah, we, we think these four flavors have, have a good amount of runway because there's one sweet, sour, bitter, and spicy. So there's something for everybody, but we are, we do have two uh, that are on the, the short list that customers have really been asking for, but the the big innovation we've done is I don't know if the, the cans that your most recent cans uh, had a protective foil on the top, yeah. but we're really proud of this protective foil that is on all our cans. And it's the first seltzer to have that protective foil. So you don't need to wipe uh, the top of the can. Eight out of 10 cans, they say have uh, some kind of bacteria or, or something on there that that's, you probably wouldn't want there. So uh, we thought we'd we take the word clean a little bit further. Uh, so we say we're clean inside and out because of that foil. Um, so that's, that's our big innovation that we're, we're excited about. I love that so much. I get, so I, you know, if I have like a canned beverage of any sort, even if it's just, you know, a canned coffee or something, I'm just, I'm always a little grossed out, like, you know, so I love that about you guys too. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah. So as we always begin to wrap up, we do always ask our guests three wrap up questions. So, um, you can both each answer whoever wants to go first, but the first question that we always ask our guests is what are some of your self-care practices and self-care non-negotiables, especially as you know, busy entrepreneurs. You go first, Camila. Um, I like to get my mornings to myself. <laughs> That's a practice and almost a non-negotiable <laughs> unless Chris has had a really late night. So I, I don't take our son in the morning. It's, it's Chris's time. And that's my time to look at my calendar, look at my emails, um, take a long shower, put a face mask on. Like it's, it's just my time to be alone in my room. Um, and yeah, I think that's, you know, just getting that time to prepare for the day and then, and actually having a really good breakfast. I absolutely love breakfast. So preparing, um, for the good, healthy meal, um, is, is just my time. And I think that's, yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of cooking at home. So I think that's, that's one of the, the big things is we, we know what we're, we're eating, which is really nice. And, uh, also, you know, make sure to get, get out, uh, once or twice a week, but it's, it's you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's nice to all be together. And we have a little guy currently, so I have breakfast with him every morning. And uh, that's, that's part of the routine. Um, but then also, you know, alcohol-wise, we, we, we do just, at least, well, Camila's not drinking. She's, she's pregnant, but uh, I do stick with uh, tequila for the, for the most part, just to, I don't know, it just tastes better. Yeah. Feel better. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, the second question we always ask is what does being courageous mean to you? For me, I think it, it means, uh, being, being willing to be different from, uh, all the brands out there and the, the way things have been done. And just because things have been done a certain way, uh, and it makes sense why, why they're doing it that way. Uh, we, we feel courageous in going against that and being the, the David in a David and Goliath story. Um, and that's, that's a big part of it for us. That's what, what motivates us and, and excites us. Um, yeah, I mean, I think part of that is hearing no. Um, it's not easy to hear no. It takes a lot of courage to get back up and keep going, but it's so important. And so I think um, that that is courage. <laughs> so the last question we always ask is, do you guys have a book that you would like to recommend to our audience? Um, it can be on any topic. Um, yeah. We would definitely recommend the Dorito effect. I think anyone should, should read that, uh, really great, not very long book and, and has a lot of insights into how our food's made. Thank you. Yeah. That, that sounded really interesting when Camila was talking about it. Um, should Camila, do you have another one you'd like to add or do you, should we leave it there? I would leave it there. Okay. That sounds good. We will definitely um, link that in our show notes too, if anyone wants to check it out. And most importantly, if anyone wants to try Bali, find it, where can they do that? They can find it on our website at drinkvolley.com and also follow us on social media on Instagram at drinkvolley. Great. Thank you both so much again for joining us today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you, Allie. Thank, Thank you, for you Erica. Us. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.